0: Welcome back to the Earth On Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players, and game masters, with your questers, Josh and Dan. I am Dan. I am Josh. And on today's podcast, we will be discussing all things dazzical and swashbucklerish, part two. Because today we're going to get to the second half, the Master and Warden tiers, Warden and Master tiers, however you want to do those, uh, of the Sword Master discipline uh, with my good friend Josh. And if you have any questions for us about anything you heard last time with Rev, or anything you're going to hear tonight, uh, or whenever you're listening to this, daytime, nighttime, whatever time, please contact us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. Until then, let's get the two-minute recap on the swashbuckler discipline and its little lovely carved niche in Earth Dawn uh, lore space,
1: the Swordmaster is great. <laughs> the Swordmaster is one of the combat disciplines. It is focused on style as much as fighting ability. They occupy a niche that is popular in terms of fiction and media and archetypes. That being the sort of swashbuckling, daring, dazzling performance-related. Fighter type. If you think of the Three Musketeers or Captain Blood or Errol Flynn as Robin Hood, there's a lot of those kind of archetypes of the Swordmaster that are presented. They do have decent fighting ability, but it is very much in a style of flash and performance. And panache, yeah, they've got a strong secondary theme of social abilities, whereas the warrior or skyraider, who are also strong melee combatants, they don't tend to have quite as strong a performance or social aspect compared to the swordmaster. In fact, the warrior does not have much in the way of social abilities at all, and the sky raiders are all sort of intimidation frequently and those kinds of ideas. There is some crossover in some regards with the Troubadour. In fact, Swordmaster Troubadour is a very easy and not uncommon multidiscipline combination for Swordmasters who tend to lean a little bit more theatrical in terms of their ability, but the focus of the Swordmaster is on being good with their chosen weapon. Frequently, it is a sword, but that is not necessarily required. You can have swordmasters that use an axe or Kagorsi. Anything along those lines in terms of a, a chosen weapon. It's just that usually numbers-wise swords end up being kind of the the better all-around choice in some regards. But that's generally it. The Swordmaster gets a mix of combat abilities and some social foo where they can impress people or show off and whatnot and go back to the original Swordmaster episode to get a little bit more in-depth discussion of the themes and pop culture references and inspirations and novice and journeyman stuff that you get to sort of build the initial pieces of what they can do.
0: Absolutely. And by the way, that is episode number 36. So... 90-some-odd episodes ago, and we're going to go from there. So at Ninth Circle, the Swordmaster gets a fantastic ability, just like everybody else does, that is not a talent. It's just something that they can do, and this is called Bloodbound Blades. A lot of sibilance in that one. Uh, The Swordmaster performs an eight-hour ritual to attune a specific melee weapon, taking one blood magic damage. Each adept's ritual is unique, of course. Put your own flavor on it, folks. Usually based on their training and personal philosophy. It is commonly performed as the last step in in becoming a warden, but may be done at any time uh, once you get to Ninth Circle. After the ritual, weapon adds plus three damage steps while you wield it. The adept may cancel the effect at any time, allowing them to heal the damage and bind a new weapon. Up to two weapons may be bound at a time for those of you who like to dual wield.
1: Yes, this is an ability that is similar to the Archer's Ninth Circle ability, Bloodbound Bow, which allows them to get a bonus to a bound weapon that they take a a point of magic for. Uh, It's similar to the Weaponsmith ability. Likewise, they can take some blood magic damage to increase, in their case, both weapons and armor. The Beastmaster tough hide ability is kind of similar, but in the Beastmaster's case, they get a bonus to an attribute for some blood magic. And there are a couple of other disciplines that get similar sorts of abilities. But this is one that is just simply a boost to the damage that they do with their specific chosen weapon or weapons, plural, depending on whether they're a a single weapon or a, a, a dual wield style. Totally. The other things that
0: the Swordmaster gets at Ninth Circle is that they may now spend a Karma Point on recovery tests, always useful, uh, heal more damage a little bit faster, and the Discipline talent they get is Critical Hit.
1: Critical Hit is a really straightforward damage boost. If they roll well enough on their attack test, then Critical Hit adds its rank to the damage that they deal No additional test or strain cost or anything like that's required. It's just simply a straight up damage enhancer. Which
0: for a Swordmaster at ninth circle is pretty darn nice because I think they get it earlier than most
1: in that case. I'm just checking. Warriors get it as an option. So the warrior could pick it up as their ninth circle optional talent, but they don't get it as a discipline talent.
0: Gotcha. Fair. Uh, Tenth circle, the. Swordmaster gets a plus three to their social defense from their original number, and they get an additional recovery test per day, and their discipline talent is defensive posture.
1: Yes. The first printing of the companion had a typo where it just says defense because that was the original name of the talent in previous editions. We changed the name to Defensive Posture to be a little bit more descriptive of what it actually does, but it just got missed in the first printing. The PDF should be updated. If you don't have a PDF that shows Defensive Posture, then go to wherever it is that you bought your PDF. You should be able to get the the updated version. And subsequent printings, the second printing and beyond of the companion have the correct name in there. Defensive Posture is a talent that boosts the active defenses, well, the active defenses and any other ability that increases the character's physical defense. So acrobatic defense, anticipate blow, um, as well as avoid blow or repost. it would apply for the, uh, the sword master. It does specifically say that in the description. But it, again, like many of the higher circle abilities, just spend a little bit of strain and it adds on to another test that you're making rather than giving you an entirely new test that you need to increase to get it to be at the same level of your other stuff.
0: Absolutely. Eleventh circle, the Swordmaster gets a gets their first plus 1 to their mystic defense from the original number and they can now spend a karma point on an attack test made against an opponent currently affected by taunt.
1: Yes. Taunt is a bread and butter ability for the Swordmaster. They get it very early in their progression. It is a very effective opponent weakener uh, where it provides penalties to their targets tests as well as i believe to their social defense sounds right this allows them to effectively be spending an additional point of karma against somebody who is affected by taunt because for the most part any attack test that a swordmaster is going to be making against someone is going to be one of their talents where they could spend a point for it being a talent and then this ability allows them to spend an additional point of karma
0: yeah very nice And the discipline talent they get at 11th circle is actually a holdover from very much earlier in the game in the in the player's guide momentum attack.
1: Yeah, momentum attack is an extra attack trigger. If you roll well enough on an attack test, you know, whether that's melee weapons or something like that, and you roll an additional success, it allows you to make an additional attack with that same weapon. It shows up pretty early for... Sky Raiders, I think, is where it first shows up in their Journeyman tier, uh, is where that first appears. But it just allows an additional attack to be made. There is some clarification about uh, how much and under what circumstances it can be used that has been posted in the online errata, which is linked both from the FASA Games website as well as pinned in the Dawn channel in the fast discord uh, and we update that as more clarifications and errata are needed and when we go to the point where we need a new printing uh we try and incorporate as much of that errata as we can
0: fair enough so uh revisions revisions because these things happen well clarifications sorry sorry my fault uh f- 12 circle The Swordmaster gets a plus three to their physical defense from their original number, uh, replacing the plus one plus two. And the initiative uh, goes up a whole two steps from their base initiative step. And the 12th circle discipline talent that Swordmasters get is called Fluid Movement, which I think in their case was really cool.
1: Fluid Movement, we've talked about with a couple of other disciplines already. It increases the Adept's movement rate. But it also allows them to attack multiple targets and split their movement without suffering from any penalties, where in a lot of circumstances, if you want to attack different opponents, they both need to be sort of within melee range at the same time. Normally, if you try and do that with targets that are not both within melee range of you at when you take your action, you can split your movement, right, and sort of move before and move after or something like that. But Doing that imposes a penalty. Fluid movement allows you to ignore the penalties for doing something like that.
0: So I think in the Swordmaster's case, that would just add that extra little bit of flavor to whatever uh, combat they happen to be involved in at that time. And that's just me.
1: And where Swordmasters have second weapon and second attack as options that are available to them earlier on, they have the multiple attacks already that would allow them to start taking advantage of this. Very cool.
0: So, if that's not enough for you at 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th circle, and that's a pretty uh, hefty amount of, of serving up of uh, cool stuff, you also have some warden talent options, and most of these are new to the companion for the Swordmaster. And you get to pick four of these again, 9, 10, 11, and 12 if you didn't like the journeyman tiers. Um, so, let's get down to the two that are not new to the companion. We've known these before Empathic Sense and Life Check.
1: Life Check is handy because, as a combat discipline, the Swordmaster is going to be getting into situations where potentially they might suffer more damage than they could survive. Life Check allows them to spend recovery tests to hopefully avoid that terminal fate. Empathic Sense plays a little bit into their more social end of things. It's an ability that's available to the Troubadour as well as some others. It allows the Swordmaster to sense what an opponent or someone else is feeling, but also allows them to sort of emotionally bond to someone to be able to sense where they are and stuff like that. It's a pretty neat, uh, uh social ability.
0: Absolutely. So the rest of those are new to the companion, uh, And beginning just alphabetically champion challenge,
1: champion challenge. We've talked about before it shows up with a couple of other disciplines. The warrior gets it. A couple challenge. of others do as well. Cavalryman, I think, gets it as well. This is a magically enforced duel where a chosen champion from each side of a conflict must face off, and the results of which determine bonuses and or penalties, and if somebody kind of breaks the terms of the conflict, then there are other penalties that are imposed.
0: Yeah, the Cavalryman gets it as a Master Talent option, Swordmasters get it as a Warden Talent option, so... More important for them, uh, ethereal weapon.
1: Ethereal weapon has come up a couple of times. Uh, this is one of the ways that a swordmaster uh, or any character that gets access to this ability can get around some of the potential downsides of physical combat. Essentially, it allows the swordmaster to attack against a target's mystic defense rather than their physical defense. Um, no. I'm confusing it with the other one because there are two abilities that do similar things.
0: Hey, it's your turn. I've 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 confused a couple things before. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Ethereal weapon allows the damage to be dealt against mystic armor rather than physical armor, and it also provides bonuses to the damage that is dealt in that way at the time that it is used. Using the ability targets the opponent's mystic defense, but it is not in itself an actual attack test. It just allows you to target and have your damage reduced by mystic armor rather than physical armor.
0: Okay. Got that one cleared up.
1: Lion spirit. Lion spirit shows up in a lot of disciplines. This is sort of the next tier up from lion heart. Lion spirit is again, the theme of the sort of encouraging similar to like heartening laugh and other abilities like that. Lion spirit really straightforward increases the adept's mystic and social defense against fear and intimidation. There's no test. There's no strain. There's nothing. It's just a straight up bonus to those stats. Fair
0: enough. Matrix sight, which I think is unique for the swordmaster to be able to use matrix sight instead of just another spellcaster. So I think it's a kind of a cool thing.
1: Well, I think matrix sight shows up as well for a couple of other combat disciplines that get access to... Ethereal weapon and, and the other mystic attack ability. But this would allow a Swordmaster to not only detect that somebody has matrices and what they might be and stuff like that, but more specifically to be able to target them using something like Ethereal Weapon. So that if you do sufficient damage to a spell matrix, Uh, You damage it, you dislodge the spell that is in it, and the magician needs to spend time and or energy in order to repair the matrix so that they can store spells in it again.
0: Absolutely. Very cool. Relentless Recovery.
1: Relentless Recovery is a straight-up enhancement to regular recovery tests. It essentially replaces straight toughness when you're making a normal recovery test. It does not have any effect on talents that are powered by recovery tests like Fireblood or the like. Spirit Strike. Spirit Strike is the other one that I was thinking of earlier. (laughs) Spirit Strike is the ability for the Swordmaster to attack a target with their weapon, but to target their mystic defense rather than their physical defense. This one is the actual attack test. If you cannot somehow sense the target, astrally examine the target beforehand, there's a penalty that applies to the test. So if you're gonna take Spirit Strike, it's probably not a bad idea to pick up Matrix Sight if you don't already have some other way of using Astral Sight on the target. But this allows you to actually target things that are solely in astral space if you are aware of them.
0: Great tip. Uh and two more. Undermine.
1: Undermine we've talked about before. We're getting to the point where most of these talents have shown up somewhere. <laughs> Undermine is a pretty significant social debuff. The adept the swordmaster in this case uses some example of how they are superior to their target. If successful, the target's social defense is reduced. For the swordmaster's rank minutes, so it's it's pretty nasty. Yeah. Can come in very handy setting them up, making it even easier to affect them with things like taunt or the other uh, social abilities that the swordmaster might want to use against them.
0: Totally. And just because the troubadour gets it doesn't mean the swordmaster doesn't witty repartee.
1: Witty repartee is riposte, but for social tests. <laughs> if you get targeted by a taunt if you get targeted by anything that targets your social defense much like resist taunt you can use witty repartee as an active defense but in this case if you are successful and you roll well enough you can turn that social or emotional attack back on the attacker uh, and have them be affected by whatever it was that they were trying to do to you so basically the
0: earth on equivalent of i know you are but what am i
1: i'm teasing yeah i'm just teasing so the Swordmaster gets Repost, which is that ability for physical attacks, and they get Witty Repartee, which is that ability for social attacks. Very cool. Okay, on the 13th,
0: 14th, and 15th circle, the master tiers of the Swordmaster. At 13th circle, everybody gets something cool. This one has, I think, the coolest name so far, although there have been some very nice ones out there. Audacious Bravado the Swordmaster can inspire their allies to feats of reckless excellence by charging headlong into a dangerous situation. For cost of two strain, all those who take part in the ill-advised course of action add plus three to one action test each round. Character's choice for three
1: rounds. So go get them. This is the charging headlong into the mouth of danger in a way that inspires your allies. I mean, it's not quite in terms of tone uh the sword master's approach to that um would not be the same but again i'm thinking of the moment in return of the king at the gates of mordor where aragorn hefts his sword and like looks back at the group and then just charges forward aragorn's not a sword master but that is a sword mastery sort of thing to do
0: perfect example
1: yeah <laughs> let's just do this you know, without a huge amount of prior planning. Yeah. Let's just, just charge in headlong up. and bolster everybody up for a little bit. It's similar to like inspire others, but one that requires the sword master to be leading the charge as it were.
0: And why wouldn't they? So what else they get at 13 circle is a plus four to their social defense for their original number. And their karma step finally goes up From a d6 to a d8, also very cool. And they get a plus one to their mystic armor at 13 circle. And the discipline talent is Cutting Words, which is so named for the Swordmaster.
1: Cutting Words, yes. This is an ability that the Swordmaster gets so good at the social aspect of their abilities that their words can actually hurt. This is taunt with an upgrade in a sense. It doesn't penalize the target at all. But in this case, what it actually does is it causes damage to the target. If successful, then they roll cutting words again and deal that much damage reduced by mystic armor. And if they get additional successes, the damage roll that they make is boosted as a result. Troubadours get this. I think they're the only other ones that do.
0: That sounds about right, because they're the only two who should. Just saying. Uh, At 14th circle, uh, the Swordmaster gets a plus four to their physical defense from their original number, and they gain a second additional recovery test per day. So time to play catch up on that one. And the discipline talent is Vicious Wound.
1: Vicious Wound we've talked about a couple of times. Uh, This is a nasty Nasty. talent. Yeah. Yeah. Each success that they score on the test reduces the target's wound threshold and opens up the possibility of being able to deal multiple wounds with a single damage test.
0: Yeah, it's worth getting. It's worth getting to fourteenth circle for that. I promise you. I really think it is. At fifteenth circle, the pinnacle, the cream of the crop, top of the mountain. Uh, you, the swordmaster, finally gets a plus two to their mystic defense, a plus three to their base initiative step, and the discipline talent. Multi strike.
1: Multi strike showed up with the warrior. This is the true multi attack talent that is available to the Swordmaster. It allows them to attack multiple targets multiple times. It sort of replaces the use of second weapon or second attack and that sort of thing. They make a test and it sort of determines how many attacks that they can make. This pairs really nicely with fluid movement. Because at that point, you can use those attacks against multiple targets. There is some mildly complex interactions uh, in this talent with how it works as far as second attack or second weapon. Essentially, if you are dual wielding, you need to kind of split the attacks between your your primary and your offhand weapon. But if you're doing just one weapon, if you're using a two-hander or you're going sword and shield, then all of the attacks get made with second attack.
0: Yeah, that's when my players used to call it uh, I'm going to become a Cuisinart and attack you like the spinning blades of a food processor or a blender. So that's them. That's a little nickname for it. So not only do you get those things at at, uh, 12th, sorry, 13th, 14th, and 15th circle, because 12th was, of course, in the Warden Talents, there are a whole list of options. None of these are going to be new. We've all described them before, but now you have to think of them in the Swordmaster vein because they're new to the Companion. And you get to choose three of these. So again, choose wisely. Aura Armor leads the list.
1: Yeah, Aura Armor allows the Adept to uh, provide a bonus to both their physical and mystic armor. It's a straight up defensive boost. And and a great one of that. Uh, Bardic Voice. Bardic Voice provides its rank as a bonus to interaction tests using other charisma based Talents that affect game master character attitude, so like first impression and that sort of thing. If you are playing a more social swordmaster and you don't have a troubadour in the group, because troubadours get this as a discipline talent, then this might be worthwhile to really play up the uh, the social and interaction game. Chilling strike, chilling strike. In addition to the normal damage after a successful attack, they penalize the target's initiative result their next initiative test result with a penalty equal to their rank in chilling strike basically making their target move more slowly and thereby act later in the combat round
0: always a good thing for a swordmaster. resist pain
1: uh resist pain shows up for a lot of combat disciplines it's really nice it allows you to ignore wound penalties gotta love that uh and the aforementioned
0: always talked about ad nauseum second chance
1: second chance yeah they we'll get it. Uh soul. Aegis soul. Aegis is another defensive talent. This one boosts mystic and social defense. Nicely done. <laughs> Cause you need
0: those. Uh, the last two unflinching fortitude. One of my favorite
1: unflinching ones. fortitude is a straight up increase to the character's wound threshold.
0: Yeah. And that's needed because not a lot of things boost the wound threshold. And the last one is vital ward.
1: Vital Ward is a talent that is powered by recovery tests. It allows the Adept, after the fact, if they want, to spend a recovery test to add their rank in Vital Ward to the result of any active defense. So, avoid blow, repost, witty repartee, anything like that. It can provide a bonus after the fact.
0: All incredibly cool. I think the, the Swordmaster build-out is... Incredibly straightforward because there's enough social things, there's enough combat things, there's enough defensive things that it really, if you choose them all right, you're very well balanced in your build.
1: Yeah. If I were to make a high circle swordmaster, I would probably look at life check because it's super handy. That would depend a little bit in terms of uh, what the rest of my group makeup was, whether... That would be something that you'd want to have on hand. Witty Repartee is just cool. I don't know that I would go with Spirit Strike. Unless I had another way of doing the Astral Sight, of being able to to sense the target astrally to overcome the penalty that's applied there, Um, I would probably just go with Ethereal Weapon. Only because Spirit Strike kind of also needs to have Matrix Sight in there to be worthwhile. So there are some useful abilities there. I don't know that I would go with champion challenge. Um, it's a cool ability, but I think it's it's a little bit too situational for my taste.
0: Yeah. If that's if that's your guy, go that go that route.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Master talent options. I would be inclined to I, on the one hand, like maybe load up on those defensive talents. If you pick up both aura armor and soul Aegis, you can get some pretty hefty bonuses, especially to your mystic defense which is tends to be probably the lowest of the swordmaster, so you can double stack the bonuses there but chilling strike is just really really nice uh, to be able to slow <laughs> a target down to make them act later in the round resist pain uh, to be able to ignore wound penalties is phenomenal unflinching fortitude is pretty decent vital ward i don't know that i would go with the swordmaster. does not get the access to recovery tests that Others. other disciplines get. They don't get burning vigor, which is mm-hmm. sort of the key talent to making something like Vital Ward a little bit more worthwhile. They don't quite have the pool of recovery tests that a warrior or a skyrader or an elementalist might have to, to make that worthwhile. If you're going a little bit more socially, Bardic Voice is a good one to choose, but there are better choices than second chance. Again
0: <laughs> as there
1: should be. A Swordmaster's charisma tends to be a little bit better and second chance does allow you to make additional rolls on things that aren't necessarily talents, but I can very easily make strong cases for, for any, almost any of the other master talent options over second chance.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. No kidding. It's nice. It's great. It's a, it's a wonderful little wrinkle for, for earth on to have a second chance, you know, dice rolling talent, mm-hmm. but there's other better stuff to make a, a more flavorful character with, uh, to your point. So I like, and I said, That's the whole point of the Swordmaster. They're incredibly straightforward. You get enough defense, you get enough social, you get enough combat. There's almost nothing to be unhappy with in your choice selection for your options.
1: Yeah, the Swordmaster is, in some regards, kind of a relatively straightforward discipline. They basically get a weapon and they try and hit an opponent with it. And they don't quite get the battlefield control that a warrior does or the raw aggression of the skyraider they're a little bit more refined they're a little bit more finesse finesse in, in approach but uh, especially when you get up into these higher circles they get some really nice combat abilities very similar to ones that also show up sort of for the warrior or sky Raider as well and just can be really, really kind of straightforward in its own way. And for players that want to go with something a little bit more involved or or tactical or complicated when it comes to playing the Swordmaster, what you might want to do is play it to Scrang and look at the Tail Dancer, which gives you a whole host of more... Complex mini game type of stuff in terms of managing what you can do as a character and a combatant.
0: Yeah, and besides, Tskrangs are just more fun than most anyway.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the Tskrang is the sword master. Any name giver race can be a sword master effectively mm-hmm. if you if you build it right. But the Tskrang get bonuses, small ones, but they get bonuses to both dexterity and mm-hmm. charisma they have the sort of panache and style just temperamentally kind of built in there. Yeah. So, yeah. And then you can, with the the tail dancer and the tail attack option and stuff like that, where you can kind of overcome that, can come in really handy. Even if those penalties from when you're doing it early on in your career might kind of slow your output down a little bit. But I think at some point I... Am inclined perhaps to look at playing a troll swordmaster mm-hmm. and going with a single two-handed big high damage weapon.
0: So like a car door on a stick.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One because I like trolls and I like the idea of playing a troll with that kind of style, like not quite against type, but not mm-hmm. the skyraider. Not. The aggressive Skyraider, not the sort of stoic warrior, but the happy-go-lucky and loquacious and life-embracing swordmaster.
0: Just embellishing the stereotype. Yeah, yeah, might as well. Uh, I always, I, I the two races I always play the most are the Tisrangi and the Obsidian. So I've never yet personally, personally seen an Obsidian swordmaster for the same reason, and. I would do the same thing, just make them a little bit more loquacious uh, to use your fantastic five dollar word of the day and see what that would bring me. So that's just that's where I tend to lean anyway. But that's that's all about me. Uh so I think this wraps up the uh Dazzical and swashbucklerish uh episode of the Swordmaster. If you have any questions for us about anything you heard tonight or why those things were put in there, where they were, uh feel free to drop us a line, edsgpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail. Go to anchor.fm and find the Earth on Survival Guide. Drop us a line. We'll drop your uh, wonderful voice, we hope wonderful voice, uh, into the show. And you can hear yourself played back like I do myself every single week I edit this show. All right. So until next time, folks, uh, it's time for you to go develop your audacious bravado for your legend.
1: Good night, everybody.